Live from Brooklyn, New York, this is Stay Busy with Armand Sadler. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Stay Busy with Armand Sadler, where we have responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture. I am your host, Head Honcho, Vegan Chorizo Poppy, founder of Bald Nigga Ballers, uh, the captain of Munch Militia, Armand Sadler, here for another exciting episode. We got a great guest for you, and I'm going to get to her in a second. But, of course, I want to thank all of you listeners for tapping back in for Season 4. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the button for all visual episodes, YouTube shorts, past busy sessions, or you can subscribe on your preferred audio platform, leave a review, a like, comment, share, engage with us on social media at Stay Busy Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you want to hit the podcast only fans, Patreon, hit us at patreon.com backslash Stay Busy Pod. Of course, got to shout out the team. Nick Early, he's not here today. I think he's in London. Um, so uh, shout out to our executive producer. Shout out to Siobhan in the building, a VP of engagement and communication. And she brought the homie Joe here. Always good to see you, my brother. Um, shout out to Kieran Hurley, our VP of everything, the man that you cannot see, but you can feel. I want to give a big thank you to Annabelle Klein for joining us last episode to kick off Stay Busy Woman's History Month. And we got another great guest here. So it was Lil Wayne who said, I got so many styles, I am a group. And it encapsulates this woman's journey in the music industry thus far, whether it was interning in radio, writing for KarenCivil.com, or providing her expertise at a myriad of labels, namely Atlantic, Asylum, OVO Sound, Alamo, or Good Day Records. The scope of her repertoire is limitlessness. Not to mention, based off the IG, she's one of the flyest in the music industry. So, her name is fitting. Here to talk all things women, music, and label workings. Welcome to the Busyverse, Kiana Styles. Hi guys, that was a good intro. I do what I can. I, I do what I can. the best I've ever had. Good, good, good. <laughs> thank you. I'm honored. How are you? I'm good. good. Happy to be here. Love How are you? I'm up. Thank you for asking. It means a lot. You're like the fifth guest to you ask me after. Yeah, so some, wow. don't, some don't. It's fine. You know, I don't take it personally, but it means a lot when okay. I do get asked. I'm good. I'm good. Can't complain. So good. very excited for this uh, conversation, this me episode. Too. So let's jump into whether you like. Whether you like joggers or jeans. Staying inside or being on the scene, DMs or emails, mixed greens or kale. So joggers or jeans? What's what's your preference? Joggers. Joggers. Yeah. Joggers are more cozy. I'm definitely leggings a, though. Leggings. Could that be the woman equivalent? Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we leggings. can go with that. Yeah. As a man, I am a fan of leggings too. <laughs> <laughs> now, staying inside or being on the scene. Now, being in the music industry, we kind of naturally have to be on the scene and for me it's made me enjoy staying inside more so for you i think it's the same i feel like when i go out if it's not for work i'm not having fun mm -hmm. so i actually enjoy my peace now staying yeah. inside it's kind of yeah. crazy yeah i'd be like finding very creative reasons to not go to a lot of shit like oh. and i don't feel bad about it because like i said like being having to do so much meeting people 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 wanting to meet you it's exhausting it's a lot it's a lot so being able to just stay inside watch some shit Drink by myself, just do whatever. It's great. Mm -hmm. So inside is the way. Now DMs or emails. 
For professional purposes? Yeah. Emails. Mm. But professional emails. Yeah. But I also answer DMs depending on how it is. But sometimes people DM me like, yo, listen to my music. Yeah. <laughs> Demanding. Yeah. So, emails. Yeah. Don't email the same thing, though. Like, yo, check this out. Yeah. The email etiquette is lost on a lot of people. So I don't, I don't blame them. Some of them don't know. But, yeah. like... I try to make it very clear how to approach me, and some people just they ignore, ignore it. it. <laughs> in high school, we literally had a course where we learned netiquette. So I'm like, why do people not know how to email? But, you know, email for sure. For but sure. I, I'm also scared of clicking links in email. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't trust nobody. Yeah. I had to do, I think my job, we had to do like a whole cybersecurity course where we yeah. like, they told us certain links, what to look out for <laughs> and all that. So I'm, I just don't click any. I'm like, nah. I'm, yeah, they I'm do that. They get me every time because they send like test phishing emails, yep. but mm-hmm. it will look like it's coming from the company. So I always yep. click it and they're like, gotcha. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, mixed greens or kale? Kale. Kale, yeah. I'm become a big fan of kale yeah, in my kale, adulthood. For sure. It'd be hitting. Put it in a, a smoothie, eat it with a meal. Like It's, it's very versatile. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Um, being Kiana Styles, you, you, you got to give us the fit check. Okay. Today, I wanted to keep it very cool, cute, and <laughs> casual. Um, this is a, I forget the name, but I saw this girl on Instagram wear it, and I was like, this is so cute. It's like an Adidas track jacket, but it's like a special material, like recycled material. Mm. And then just some leggings and some Yeezys. I do still support um, the Yeezy brand. <laughs> it's one of my faves. The brand, not the person. It's a questionable person. <laughs> He's going through some things. Let's forgive him. Fair, um, fair. And just some leggings from Amazon. Got to balance it out. There we go. Love yeah. it. Love it. Calm, but still, still drippy. Yeah. Very nice. Let's jump into this chat. So the producers have been getting very, very feisty on social media lately. Uh, Hit Boy dropped a diss track. It was like his version of Control from 2013, where he's like naming producers, Metro Boomin, Don't Do Boom Bap, Southside, Never Done a Beat Without an 808, um, Ken Mustard, Do Soul Samples. He was, he was kind of going crazy. And like... I, I don't know how you feel about Hit Boy like rapping. Like I feel like he's he's solid, um, mm-hmm. and it's cool to see him do that. But uh, it caused a lot of commotion on social media. Metro Boomin was posting subliminal tweets, and Hitmaker especially got very angry. So him and Jim <laughs> Jones were doing a Billboard Live interview. Hitmaker's like, he ain't got um, Hit Boy don't got no radio hits. This, that, and the third. And then Hit Boy does an interview. He's like, well, Hitmaker, you're not even really a producer. You're like an A and R. Like you have a team of people who chop and flip all those samples for you. Like you don't be handcrafting beats. Blah blah blah. So mm. Jim Jones feels like they should do a versus battle. How, how how did you feel seeing this? Like it it was like it was like really random. I feel, but it was also like kind of weird. And like Hitmaker seems very incensed about the whole thing. I think. I didn't think about that take on it, but that might be right of like the A&R versus crafting your own beats. Mm-hmm. And I, it just depends on who the versus audience will be. Because yeah. I feel like every versus is so different in terms of like, have they done a producer versus yet? Yeah, so Hip, Hip Boy and Boy Wonder were the first. Oh no, it was Timbaland and Swizz first, and yes. then it was Hip Boy and Boy Wonder. Because I feel like, because even with Timbaland and Swiss, it's like you also know them as artists too. And yeah. I feel like the younger generation might know them as artists, where some of the younger generation doesn't know Hitmaker as Youngberg. Yeah. So that might be a bigger thing. But that might be right. And I feel like they might know, if we're going to do it based off like popularity, I feel like they would know Hitmaker over Hitboy yeah. versus not knowing a lot of what Hitboy's done. Yeah. 
I might be a part of that um, percentage. No, 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 you spin <laughs> I think I think the last few years for Hit Boy have been huge for him with the Nas collabs, mm-hmm. doing the project with Benny. Um, he did another one. I'm forgetting. But like Hitmaker is the one who. It's like you said, a lot of his shit is on the radio. He's flipping popular samples, things that like you hear commercially. So, yeah. but Hit Boy's, I mean, working with Hove, Beyonce. He's done stuff with Drake. Like he's got a lot of things that kind of fly under the radar. Yeah. So it might be one of those situations where people are surprised when when he plays certain tracks. Yeah, so, and I've, we had a really great project that Asylum, a great single with um, Sada Baby, Hit Boy, mm-hmm. and Big Sean. Mm-hmm. They had a song called A Little While. Yeah, and it was really good. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if, like, a lot of people heard it. Yeah. It's one of my favorite songs. Yeah, so I would, I would be interested in seeing this battle. Hitmaker don't seem like he wants to do any verses with anyone. He, like, he, he's taking the things very seriously. He's, like, very angry and, like, <laughs> I don't know. It seems like Hitboy is just having fun. And then Hitmaker responding like that got Hitboy like, all right, bro, chill out. Like, mm-hmm. like you're not even really a producer. Do like, you know his sign? No, I don't. To know? <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. Oh, that's the thing about me. Look I, up always, I always put things into, like, what's their sign? Let's look up Hitmaker's birthday. Let's see if it's on brand. He is born September 9th. So, what's Take that? Cap- Virgo? Virgo or, Cap- or Capricorn? Or Capricorn September? No, Libra's no, in September, Libra. right? Yeah, I'm, I'm terrible with, with astrology. <laughs> so, Virgo, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it's... Producer Beef, very, very interesting, very funny. Um, and then we got Lil Wayne. Uh, a couple weeks ago, he made a comment saying that he's still the best rapper alive. Um, a lot of people were like, this is random. Like, why are you saying this? And is he, of course, he specifically mentioned it to Hove. And I think for a lot of people who weren't aware back in the day, like when he was saying his best rapper alive shit in like 07, 08, he was going directly at Hove. And Hove mm-hmm. had just retired, and then he was coming back. And... People are like, why is Lil like, oh, Lil Wayne can't say this, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, people kind of sur- surrender to Hove. And he's got, you know, he's definitely got the credibility to yeah. be considered the best rapper ever. But, like, were you one of those people when, like, Lil Wayne's prime, where, like, you thought he was better than Hove at one no. point? Or, nah. I'm also, I'm not the biggest, like, Jay-Z fan. Mm-hmm. But just being from New York and just knowing how successful he is, even outside of rapping. Yeah. But I feel like he was always at his prime when he was rapping. Yeah. And I don't think there is a better rapper than him mm. but little wayne is also like i feel like they're both is it can it be two greats i mean like, people why do we always have to have number <laughs> one like it can be two greats because it's it's men and it's rap we gotta everyone should surrender to one and they're person, also two so different think, rappers i feel like like they rap true. about completely different things they're yeah. in two different lanes like that's how i also feel with like the cardi nikki battle like mm-hmm. there's no better than there's nikki and their cardi and they're both the best in their respective lanes very true very true. Yeah, I I think I think I personally enjoy listening to Wayne more than Hove. I respect mm-hmm. Hove a lot. I've got Hove albums that I really like, but I don't know. Like, if someone were to say Wayne is a better rapper, I I wouldn't be mad at that. I think Hove's longevity, his catalog is just like untouchable. But mm-hmm. um, in terms of like the skill of rap, like I might I might I might go with Wayne there. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I think when I was in like. For my generation, I'm 28, so I feel like for everyone in my age group might think like Lil Wayne, because mm-hmm. like growing up in middle school, he was like running everything. Yeah. But I think for people like 30, 35, 40, they would never agree with that. Yeah. Especially like <laughs> my sister, she would be like, absolutely not. Jay-Z mm-hmm. is like, she's older than me, so she'll be like, Jay-Z is the best rapper. Lil Wayne could never say that. So it's just, I feel like 
Yeah, it's two different things. Yeah. Because no one from New York would ever, like, I feel like really stand on that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I've had a lot so. of conversations with, like, New York, people from New York who feel like Wayne's run in his prime, like, wasn't even like that. Like, a lot of people, there's been a Which lot is of- crazy. It's, oh, it's, it's nuts to me, too, but I feel like a lot of people are trying to, like, historically revise that run, and it's like, I feel like no matter where you were in the world- Lil Wayne felt like the biggest thing on the planet. Lollipop, Carter Three, mm-hmm. all that, all those mixtapes. It was like, yo, like this nigga's, this nigga don't miss. Like mm-hmm. he's so it's it, it's a very nuanced conversation. Regionalism comes into play. Age is age comes into play, and that's that's all these rap discussions. Like I think it's just two. It's two different aesthetics, like mm-hmm. for real, because it's like even if we go into like artists they brought into the world and like collabed with and work with, it's like Jay Z and Kanye, and those mm-hmm. are like two of the most successful artists. But then Wayne also brought Drake and Nicki. Yep. But again, it's different aesthetics. <laughs> exactly. So that's not like it's two different lanes. I yeah. feel like they're the top of each lane. Mm-hmm. And they created a lane for other people to come after them to be like number two, three, four in those lanes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think easily two of the most influential people. And Wayne's influence we see now with Future Thug, all, all these mm-hmm. Lil's. Um, but I think in terms of business and building an empire, people look to Hove as mm-hmm. the as the cream of the crop. So, yeah, um, you know, another rap debate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good one, though. It is. It is. It is. I, I, that's a versus battle that I would I would like to see. Yeah. I don't think it would ever happen, but I would really like to see that because I would love to see that, Wayne's actually. got so much. Like off mixtapes alone, I think he would give Jay Z a tough day. But Jay Z's got so much impactful shit. Like, yeah, I think he would. It's just like, cause I'm also I'm always always a devil's advocate of like mainstream shit. Like yeah. what that's what's really like if we want to have the debates of like who's better. Like Jay Z has a lot of like really good deep shit that like really means something. Yeah. But like if we put it on a verses, then we're talking mainstream of like who's gonna know this song. Yeah, and that's really what it boils down to, unfortunately. So mm-hmm. I feel like Wayne might have him on that. Yeah, you spit. I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, you brought up Drake. Gr- very good transition. Um. Rory and Maul were talking on their podcast about whether Drake can retire, and like a lot of people on the timeline have been talking about that as well, and I saying think he like, "He said it right, huh?" He said, he "Yeah, he like- said in the Lil Yachty interview, he's introducing the idea of planning his exit, a very roundabout way of saying like he's thinking about retirement." Mm-hmm. Um, and so that led to a lot of different podcasts talking about it, and then like social media has been saying like, "Hip hop will be screwed if Drake leaves," and I feel like that's like. I feel like it's a little dramatic. I, I see what people mean just because Drake controls so much. Like, he makes, he's made the genre, and it, he hasn't done it alone. A lot of other rappers mm-hmm. have helped make the genre global and as big as it is. But, like, he's obviously been at the, at the, at the top. So I, I would love to know your thoughts, especially, you know, working on, uh, working on the internal stuff within music and, like, seeing the label and industry infrastructure. Like, one, can Drake retire and will hip-hop be screwed if he does? I think I would be devastated. <laughs> like, I just love Drake overall just yeah. as, like, a a brand, I feel like. Um, I don't think he makes any bad music. I, I like don't. <laughs> I love, honestly, Nevermind is probably my favorite album Let's from him, go. to be honest, because I just love, I'm just not, like, a, I mean, I am a trap girl, but mm. I feel like growing up I listened to so much different music that yeah. I was, like, for him to be able to make this music is so great. Like, not a lot of rappers, mm-hmm. quote unquote, can do that. And now they're all trying to. Yeah. <laughs> and I also think someone who did a great job was with that was Little Yachty. His latest album is so good. Yes. And the release event was so like amazing. Yeah. Um, 
But even outside of that, I feel like he is such like an influence. And I think he's the only one to do this along with Nikki. I feel like of many generations, like mm-hmm. there's kids now who love Drake mm-hmm. and there's adults who love Drake. Yeah. And it's the same with Nikki. And I feel like it's like very few artists that can have multiple generations of fans. Cause they, there can be kids now like toddlers who grow up and still might love Drake <laughs> if he keeps making music. Yeah. So I feel like that would put a stunt on hip hop because it's also very important like who he follows makes the news like who he co-signs always blows up like there's baby um dirk like even though they were their own stars in their own light like once he shines a light on someone it's like they blow up so i feel like who would be the next person to do that like there's no one else who can do that it's tough for, for the artists these days i feel like and i feel like the music community has been very thirsty to crown the next person like, yeah when after uh, Roddy dropped his album in 2019, people were saying like, "Oh, he's he's gonna be a superstar." And then he dropped that album in 2021, and we're like, eh, "I don't know anymore." Mm-hmm. Little baby, you know, he's been set up to be the next superstar. And his last album from October, I I wasn't really feeling it. It's, really doesn't get talked about anymore yeah. like it really came and went um yeah. dirk has been dirk was cooking for a long time mm-hmm. before drake obviously drake kind of gave him a bigger platform mm-hmm. and he's he's still pretty hot right now i'd say but like yeah it's really tough uzi uzi's another one mm-hmm. um so i think there are candidates who can step into the big three i just don't know if anyone is ever gonna be able to do it the way know. drake did because i feel like they in order to be drake would be like I don't want to say anything crazy because, you know, people are so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, I want to say, like, this generation's Jay-Z in terms yeah. of, like, I don't think people are aware of, like, all the businesses he has. He mm-hmm. has a champagne line. He has candles. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he has a bunch of other stuff we don't know about. Executive producer um, shows. Yeah, like, he's very smart. He's well-spoken. I feel like there's not a lot of major superstars that have all of that. Yeah. A lot of them really just stick to the music. Yeah. And wow. He's an actor. Like, yeah. <laughs> I also want to bring I want to bring that back. Like I was I forgot what movie I was watching the other day. I think it was State Property. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what happened to all the rappers being in movies? Facts. Like I want to bring that back. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just being like multifaceted, I feel like that all makes you into a superstar and like yeah. just having a great personality. Like we laugh, he's funny. Um, and just being actually really talented. I feel mm. like you know, like Baby and Dirk, they're great, they're amazing, but they just stick to what they know. Yeah. And they don't try to do anything else, and they, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we can necessarily crown them, like, the next Drake. They can be them. Yeah. In their own – and that's why I'm like, everybody's in their own lane. Yeah. Like, I don't think there'll be another Drake for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, too, am a huge Drake fan. Drake Stan, me and Siobhan, we, we rave about him all the time. <laughs> um, I, I would, like, while I'd definitely be sad if he, like, officially said, like, I'm retiring, like, he's given us so much, and we can always go back to it, but... I feel like this tour is giving retirement. It's, a lot of what he's been doing feels, it really feels like he's reaching like that. he's four New York shows? It's yeah. like, y'all better catch one of these shows. Yeah, yeah, like... straight. He's he's be, he's um, like a lot of people are like pay, giving him his flowers too like Jim Jones saying he's the greatest of all time like there's a lot of a lot of it feels like a the the victory lap like the the, the last hurrah and it's it, it's crazy to think about because I started listening to him in like 2008 mm-hmm. like I, I watched him on Degrassi prior to that like growing up like the music has really been impactful for yeah. me 
And that's the that's the thing with Drake we always talk about is like he connects to us, he relates He's to us. He's a big part of I feel like a lot of people sleep on how big of a part he is in our life. Yeah. yeah. Like I remember being in high school listening to like some of his songs on SoundCloud that mm-hmm. weren't even like going up yet. Yeah. And it's like for somebody to have such a long successful run and mm-hmm. know like none of his music is trash and that's very rare to say. Like he might have songs that are better than others, but yeah. it's not a bad song like yeah. So it's crazy. You're still speaking my language. I, I I really don't debate people anymore. Like I tweeted this the other day. <laughs> I, I, I don't debate anymore because it's futile. Like people will like intentionally miss your point or they'll bring up some other shit. I mean, people. Some people are Drake haters. They'll yeah, just yes, be haters. Exactly. Exactly. And like, yeah, he does do stuff that's corny, as everybody does. Yeah. Every artist, but it's like that doesn't take away from him as an artist. Exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah, I'm I I while I definitely don't want him to rush towards retirement, I'm interested in what you know, the landscape will look like when he's stepped away. And I feel like he's going to kind of get to that whole phase where he's, like, doing, like, one verse a year, something like that. But I don't know. Like, that that might even be a while because he really loves this music-making mm-hmm. shit. Like, he really loves the rapper lifestyle. I feel like lifestyle. you have to. In order to keep doing what he's doing, you yeah. have to, like, be in love with your craft. So I don't want him to retire. Yeah. Yeah. We will We'll see. Maybe we'll be having this conversation again in, like, 2035. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into some new music releases. Lola Brooke, so disrespectful. How do you feel about Lola? I like Lola. I really want her to win. I feel like being from Brooklyn, you know that she's been doing this for a very long time. Yeah. But I feel like we're in such a microwave industry where people will get one song from you and be like, okay, what's next? Mm -hmm. What's next? What's next? Yeah. And if they're not happy with what's next, they're so quick to move on and not yeah. give you another chance. Yeah. So that's all I'm scared of for her. Because mm-hmm. um, I definitely want her to win. Yeah. She's talented. She loves to rap. But again, in this generation, too, it's more about like, I, I hate using the word clout because that's not the right word. But it's more about like mainstream, what people will like. Yeah. So. Yeah, people really win. gravitate towards like artist personas. Like it's yeah, it's not as much about the music anymore these days. I feel which yeah, kind of sucks all. because talented people fall by the wayside because people don't like who they are. They don't like certain aspects of mm-hmm. them. But I think Lola's very. I, I got to interview her. She's very personable. Um, very like she's got a really good like vision for her career, mm-hmm. and she can also rap her ass off. Like right. she's, she goes crazy with the with the with the verses, but. I, to, to your point of, like, people moving on quickly, like, she did a freestyle to Uzi Just Wanna Rock uh, for a radio interview, and people were like, oh, that's just ass. Like, you can get her out of here. Like, she, her run is over. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> come run on. like crazy. What, like, she I've, just started. Yeah, like, it's... it's for you guys. Yeah, it's 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 really insane. Um, I, I definitely want to see her win. I'm looking forward to um, her dropping her full project. She's She said, like, that should be coming soon. Mm-hmm. But I thought So Disrespectful was dope. It kind of, like... It was a bit reminiscent of uh, don't don't play with it, but I feel like if yeah. if the if the style isn't you know broke, like you don't you don't gotta fix it. Like so, some people can like do one thing and it can still be really good. Like mm-hmm. I don't think she'll reach the point where like the baby is, where it's like, all right, bro, bro, we're tired of this. Like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. dude, you, you try to do other things and it's not hitting. But like I think just based off her pure rapping ability, like the conviction she brings to her raps. Um, like, this is dope, so I'm, yeah. I'm definitely interested. And you know what's crazy? I always tell people, like, I feel like especially with women or just even artists who have a signature style, mm-hmm. like, 
why do we have to? I feel like every artist style is the same. Mm. There's not a song where Future tries something different. For the most part, yeah. He has his two <laughs> styles where he raps in his normal voice yeah. and then his little singing auto tune. Yeah. I'm like, Ice Spice, everybody loves it. She mm. stays the same tone on every song. Yeah. Which I, I'm, a, I'm a Spice fan I love in it, it for sure. Absolutely. Um, I'm like the only person, if we want to bring it back for real. Of, of course, Nikki. And I'm like, Drake mm. is who tries different shit. Yeah. I'm like, every artist raps the same. So I hate when people like try to like, oh, this sounds like don't play with it. Like, mm. we love Pop Smoke. Every song sounded the damn same and we loved each and every one of them. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I just, I want I want to see her win. I do want to see her try different things just to like prove people wrong. Mm. Um. So, yeah. It really is interesting how people have turned having a signature style into a negative thing. Yeah, like it's really what? weird. Like <laughs> I, when, when you really sit and, and think about that, and then when they try different things, like when mad. Pop did, when Pop was doing like the the pop music, they yeah. were like, "Oh my God, what is this?" Yeah. Like, well, you guys were so tired of the regular pop smoke drill, mm-hmm. and then he tried something else. Or when Megan did that um, pop song on oh, her yeah. album, <laughs> everybody was like eating it up. <laughs> so it's like that's why artists don't even try that because then yeah. you guys like. Come for them, and yeah. then they—they're sensitive about their crap. The life of an artist is—it's—it's got to be hell, especially like now with social media, like yeah. TikTok comments getting flooded, the trolls. tweets about you. Like I—I—I <laughs> I, if I was, I probably wouldn't even like search my name. I'd probably like deactivate <laughs> Twitter if I. Was I tell just, all my artists, do not read the comments, please do not. It's hell. It's it's because I get angry reading them, so yeah. I'm like, you don't read them. Yeah, because it's like it's it's people not even giving like good faith critiques. Like they're yeah. just trying to say the funniest thing to go viral. Mm-hmm. Like they some of them don't even mean what they be saying. Some but... of them type before they even watch the video. Yeah, like, it's crazy. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of Lola. Definitely rooting for her. Um, Ray Strummer, they got an album coming soon. Strum four. Now we, you said you're 28, so we were in college around the same time. Yeah. Ray Swimmer, when we were in college, like that, like 2014, 2016 I was just range doing of time. The challenge, though. <laughs> I was like, let's bring this in, back in 2023. Yeah. Oh my god. Because <laughs> I was listening to the the Nicki remix. Obviously, I'm a Barb too. Mm-hmm. So it's like I was like, damn, what are they doing? I thought about them. Which is I, crazy. I, I was listening to Black Beatles on the way. I, I didn't do the Mannequin Challenge, but I was listening to Black <laughs> Beatles. So those are such a fucking good song. Yeah. But that that era where they had like no type and. Um, what other songs? I throw some Mo with Nicki. Mm-hmm. Like Ray R- 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 Summer was those guys. Like very impactful when we were in college. And then like their third album, I think it was like 2018, kind of didn't hit like that. And if it's felt like they've been trying to regain momentum, kind of get back to where they were. Um, do you feel like the ship has sailed for R- Ray Summer? Like, do you feel like I'd I'd I mean, I don't know if they should strive to get back to that 2014, 2016 time because some of those moments you can't recapture, but they are still very talented. So, like, what what do you feel about Ray Strummer at this stage of their career? I think with them, because they've already made it so far, mm-hmm. there's a chance. But I always tell people with artists, if they're in, like, that middle of, like, I had one or two songs and I'm trying to make it again, it's a very small window. And if it closes, it closes. Yeah. And I think with them, if they... And I'm, I hate to sound like the TikTok record executive, <laughs> um, but if they get a song that like goes up on TikTok, mm-hmm. it's it it can literally turn around it overnight for them. So yeah. that's why I don't want to say no mm-hmm. because that's all it takes these days, which is crazy. And then yeah. it'll be like, oh my god, Ray Sharma made such a great comeback. Yeah, because of TikTok. That's really how. It and is, I though. think <laughs> they are capable of like doing a good TikTok record. Yeah. So. I wouldn't count them out. They've dropped a few singles recently, like Tanisha was the most recent one. I really like that. Like, the, the music's been good. It just hasn't been catching on 
the same way like the early stuff was. And yeah. I think, you know, so much time passing, like some people just naturally move on from artists, um, mm-hmm. especially if you're not as present as you were. Like they did the, they had Srem Life in 2014, Srem Life 2 2016, 3 in 2018. It's been five years since they last dropped mm-hmm. an album. And Sway Lee's been doing his solo thing. So I think people got accustomed to Sway Lee doing the pop type stuff and they kind of maybe moved on from Ray Summers. So I'm, I'm interested in seeing what, the reception to their upcoming album will be because like I said they've been dropping good stuff but it just hasn't had the same momentum as before yeah Um, and you bring up a good point of like being in college mm -hmm. I feel like the last of the college kids was probably our generation (laughs) and I feel like artists of course you are your fan base and we weren't necessarily fans of them but they Mm -hmm. made really good music for us at that time Yeah. so every song they dropped was like our thing. You was hearing it. But it parties. wasn't like when we, now we're in different places and they're dropping new music. It's kind of like, eh, yeah. I don't need to check it out. Mm-hmm. And the new college kids are not as turned. So I don't feel like. I don't know what happened. I don't know like, either. <laughs> like, like I, I obviously don't spend much time on Cornell's campus anymore. Yeah. But like the last time I went, it just felt so different. Like at It was very like, quick. It was a quick turnaround. Yeah. Cause I was supposed <laughs> to graduate in 2016 mm-hmm. and I graduated in 2018. And that last year on campus, all the kids really were not, like, going out. So and I remember weird. I used to go out, and we used to be doing, like, we were on Blackboard, mm-hmm. like, at parties, like, <laughs> submitting stuff. So, like, I don't know. The new kids are really focused, and they're like, let's just work. We're not going out. And just spending all day making TikToks, scrolling. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok heavy. Streaming video games and shit. Yeah. Oh, man. No real life fun. Terrible. Terrible. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm still a fan of Ray Summer, and I'm definitely – hoping for the best for them. Because um, mm-hmm. I like that's the one thing I hate is, like, people will so quickly forget what an artist did, like, when mm-hmm. maybe presently they're not as hot as they used to be. Like, oh, they're washed up, they ain't got it anymore. Like, what? I don't think so. I think maybe you're just moved on from them. Mm-hmm. You're interested in other shit. But, like, they're, what they gave us those first two albums is, like, in, indelible. So I'm always going to think, like, they have a chance to, yeah. like, make some shit and, like, you know, Im- impact music. So, for sure. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Blast dropped an EP just for clarity, too. Love Blast. He's, like, his consistency is crazy. Like, he's, he's another one who makes a lot of the same shit, but it's so good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like you really don't need to do... You don't gotta switch it up, bro. Like I, I like all of these songs. Similar tempo, similar cadence, similar production. He'll get like a rapper who can you know fit into those pockets, and it hits every time. Um, and a really good Roddy Rich feature on here. I'm passionate. Um, Keep calling is my shit. I've been listening to that aggressively. Um, so yeah, I really like this EP. How, 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 how you feel about Blast? I have to listen to it. Oh, uh, okay. Don't no, no judge problem. me. No, no, no. You're good. You're so good. I'm getting more into. Listening to R and B, it's been very therapeutic. You, you, you did mention you're not an R and B girl. That's yeah. interesting. So, and when I say this, people are like, "Oh my god!" Like, I'm like, I like like if I'm listening to R and B, it's like one extreme or the other. Like, I'm jagged edge one twelve. Okay. Or I'll do like a summer walk or like mm. a toxic R and B. Got you. Um, I don't like the music about women crying about men. <laughs> it it doesn't put me in a good mind space. I mm. never loved it, even when I was small. But now I'm trying to, like, get into it because I feel like I I did myself a disservice by just, like, all right, I'm not listening to this because I really do. I love, like, rap and, like, trap and drill and, like, all the ghetto shit. Mm. So (laughs) I'm going to try to, like, I'm switching it up. Um, So I have been getting more into it. And I do like SZA a lot. She's great. 
I went to her show and I was just like so amazed yeah. at just her growth as an artist, but the actual performance and the, the stage setup was amazing. Yeah. And her fans were like, it was really, Madison Square Garden was like really sold out. It looked great. Like, it was sold out. So I'm like, you know what? There's a reason people like this. Let me <laughs> listen more. Um, so uh, I'm going to, I'll tap in with you too. Cause I'm like, I know Kojo will hold me down. Cause yes. he, he judges me the most. <laughs> like you don't even like this stuff. So I'm going to listen. That's going to be the first thing I'm going to do today. Kojo's to definitely an R&B thug. Yeah. Like I, I think that's where he and I connect a lot. And we, he and I have like, th- there's a running thing on this show where people think we don't like Summer Walker. We do. <laughs> Wait. We, we do. We like Summer Walker. It was just over it. We thought it was good. Like, people were calling over it a classic. Said it was the best R&B album of the decade. She did great with that, though. It's a it really like good album. The numbers were crazy. She, absolutely. Classic. I don't know about that. You know, But I, I, I think it was a no-skip, like... Yeah, it was a great like, and also when I listen to music, sometimes mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy. I don't know if it's if this is just from working in music or just how I am. Like sometimes I don't listen to the words the first time. I just mm-hmm. like to listen to like how it is sonically and yeah. it just flowed. The Absolutely. whole thing just flowed. That it, that I was like, this is really good. Like every mm-hmm. song flows into one another. That you listen to it from start to finish. Yeah. yeah. And I also I'm also like very serial killer because I. Sometimes I listen to albums first on like um, shuffle. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And then I also download albums by like the songs I like. So I won't download the whole thing. Like I'll go by what songs I like and I'll download it like that. Wow, you're yeah. um, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> you're an alien. <laughs> I'm, it's I'm, a lot. I I'm, I'm, I'm I admire that you would admit that because yeah. like that people be killing people online like. You listen to albums on shuffle the first time. Because sometimes if I don't like, like the first two songs, I'm like, all right, I have to skip around because then I don't want to like not give the album a chance. Mm-hmm. So I like skip around, see what I like, and then sometimes I go back and start over, like, because I just feel like I consume so much music. That's mm-hmm. why I don't know if it's because I work in music, but I consume so much that I'm like, let's just get to the good stuff. I feel you. So I'll I'll admit with like artists that I'm not. Fan, enough of a fan where I'm just willing to just listen to the album like front to back, like just off the rip. Yeah, I'll, I'll go to the f- familiar features, see how I feel about those songs. I'll be like, all right, I'll, I'll check out the full thing. That's something yeah. I've done before. It doesn't happen too often because yeah. as a journalist, I'm consuming a lot of music too. Yeah. Um, but it, it is something that I have done before. Um, but that's again more so because like if I'm just not familiar enough with the mm-hmm. artist or I don't like them like that i'm like you're not gonna get my full <laughs> full listen to an album yeah. so i'll you know i'll i will admit it fans like you, <laughs> listeners you, you could get on me too but like it, it happens but um yeah so with with um how did i get to this, the summer walker thing oh we're talking about r&b thugging yeah. yeah um yeah so like with over it like I, I i'm trying to think do i have any skips i don't think i have any skips on that product either no. but I, I just felt like i don't know the Calling it a classic was really the only thing that, that I was like, yeah, I don't know about that, y'all. It's really good. It's a really good Would project. Would you call it a modern-day classic? <sighs> like, why won't you call it a classic? Because it's not like, you know, like... Yeah, like, I don't know. For me, classics need, need a little time. Like, yeah. it's, been, it's been out that for, like, four years too. now. So, by 2024, I'd be willing to entertain those, those conversations. It's an album that's still impactful. Like, people still talk about it. It still streams very well. I personally thought Still Over It was better, also. Um, and I was partial to Summer's, like, early stuff, like the Clear EP okay. or um, what's her first? I always forget the, the name of her first project. Oh, uh, fuck. 
it's gonna bother me. Uh, last day of summer. Mm-hmm. Last day of summer. Like I don't know. I was more partial to her early stuff where it was like more neo soul. It felt like with over it, especially with London on the track, executive producing, they were leaning more into the like trap and be modern type R and B stuff, which is good. That's probably why I love it. But I, I feel like she's got more capabilities, like more range, and I feel like she showed that on still over it. Like there's like more instrumentation, more mm-hmm. musicality. So that that was really it. But um, damn. I, I Forget how we got there. Because you but, said you guys, there's a rumor that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole years. the whole Summer Walker thing. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I I I I'm a huge fan of hers. Um, and yeah, I definitely I, I would love to hear more of your perspective on R&B. I'm a huge R&B guy. Like, um, I love Xavier Omar, Aaron Ray, um, Raven Lanay, Kaylani. Like, there's 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 a lot of talent. Like, people give R&B shit. These days, because it's not the 2000s or the 90s R&B, but there's a lot of talented people yeah. out here. And it's, a, and, yeah. it's and, and the genres evolve, too. Like, Black, who we're going to talk about. Like, he's a rapper turned R&B singer, but he's very, very good with it. Like, very dope. Um, so, mm-hmm. I, 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 I definitely like the evolution. I think on the male side, it's like, and I, I did a whole episode about this, like, the whole toxic thing. While it's great, you know, we enjoy it. I don't if, love it. Yeah, it feels like it feels like gimmicky. Like everyone's trying to do it, and it doesn't feel like natural. Like I miss niggas being in love. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like I feel like that's a cool aspect of R and B that's been missing. Um, so like I definitely have my critiques for the genre, but overall, there's a lot of talented people. It's it's a really it's in a good space right now. So I agree. Yeah. Um, speaking of Black, uh, he's dropped two singles in the last couple weeks, Talk Back and Fatal Attraction. Um, his album, Since I Have a Lover, is coming out March 24th. I'm a Black stan, um, so I, I really enjoyed these songs. I, I've had the album for a little while, mm-hmm. um, so I've been running it up, and it's very good. I can't wait for people to hear it. Uh, how did you feel about these? Black? Yeah. I didn't listen to it either. It's okay. No problem. No problem at all. Like, j- j- Don't judge me. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> j- j- generally, what, what do you think about Black? I like him too. Like mm-hmm. I'm not a. I don't think there's anyone that I don't like in mm-hmm. the R and B space today. I love the girls. Like mm-hmm. I love Ari Lennox. Yeah. I like Coco Jones. She's great. Um, who else do we have? That's like with them. I feel like they're like very true like R and B. Yeah. Artists. But I just don't like if they're dropping a project. I'm not running to grab it. <laughs> I'm trying to change. I feel you. Good, good. Yeah. I feel like that's why I haven't found love, so. <laughs> I'm like, let me listen to R&B. Good, good. I, I, I think it'll help. Yeah. I think it'll help for sure. All right, let's jump into the slide deck. You can put your headphones on. And let's see what we got today. The best song wasn't the single. But you weren't either. All right. What did you bring for us to play today, Kiana? What's so crazy is, well, you got to tell me what genre this would be. Because it could fall into R&B. Okay. But it could also fall into Afrobeats. Okay. Um, so one night I was on TikTok, and this is, it blew up now. Um, it's a song called 22 by J.O. And when I heard it, it probably had like, 600 creates. Ugh, I hate talking like this. I hate it because I'm really turning into like one of those execs. It had like 600 creates, but I really like fell in love with the sound. Mm. And then in the comments, they were like, oh my God, he's like the Afrobeats party next door. Mm. And I was like, okay, let me see what else he has. And every single song he had was really good. Mm. And there's 
never, well, let me not say there's never a time. It's very rare that I think every song that an artist has is great, mm -hmm. but with him, I think it is. And the song is doing well. I mean, now his TikTok fans aren't taken to it. They're like, this is not the same version. Mm -hmm. But I think the version he released is like a, the tone is not the same tone. Like it was deeper on TikTok, okay. which is like not a big difference. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I love the song. I'm very excited to see him grow as an artist. He's from London. He's young and fun. Right, and he sings about love. We love that. Let's check it out. 22 by J.O. Understand the party next door comparison. Yeah, I, I see it. He's so good, and he produces his own stuff. That's a great record. I He's like that so a lot. good. I fuck with that. And that's actually not like one of his better records. Like mm -hmm. he previews a lot of stuff to the point where I saved the video on TikTok mm -hmm. and converted it into a sound to put in my notes. <laughs> yeah, like it's so good. So I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, I definitely want to check out more. I love like the tone. I love the cadence. I love uh, the production was really great yeah. too. Like that's. That's a good record. I fuck with that. And I feel like it's different for me. Yeah, yeah. So. Look at the growth. Look at growth. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna save that. That's that's getting added to uh, a playlist. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, my record. I got uh, "Lonely." This is by Grace Weber, um, mm. R&B artist. So maybe, maybe you'll take to it. And this okay. is uh, produced by Akil Henry. So let's jump into "Lonely." Okay. Yeah. This is what I do every time you leave. 
Take it slow, riding solo. Lonely Grace Weber. How, how we feeling about it? Her voice is so pretty. She's yeah, she's a singer. Like it's so like clean and beautiful. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, she's a singer. I saw her live a couple years ago and. You know, live is the test. It's like anyone can sound good in the booth. They can manipulate the vocals, but mm-hmm. you see her, you're like, oh nah, like you're you really like this. Like you sound like Sounds the records. Great. <laughs> she can yeah. definitely sing her ass off. Production there was great. Um, mm-hmm. Really dope song. Like Grace Weber's, she's very very talented. She wrote for Chance the Rapper on Coloring Book. Okay. Um, worked with him a couple times. Works with Reggie Beckton a lot. I don't know if you know of, uh, of Reggie Beckton, but yeah, she's uh she's very talented. So, gotta get into her. Yeah, yeah, look, putting you on the R&B, <laughs> helping the growth. Um, listeners, if you want to hear these songs and any other songs, hit the Stay Busy Slide Deck playlist on all streaming platforms. If you want to send us a song, whether you're a fan or an artist who wants to put us on to what you're making, hit us at Stay Busy Pod on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, or email us at StayBusyPod at gmail.com. Before we get into oh, you can take your headphones off. <clears throat> Let's get into you. So, I uh, grew up in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Well, what was young... Six-year-old Kiana doing? I I feel like I always was a creative. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to be a singer, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I also have, as I feel like people who know my story know, like, a traditional Grenadian mom. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm first-generation American. So it was very much like, when I told her that, she was like, what? No. <laughs> Find a real job. And I also liked animals, so I got into a phase where I was like, okay, mom, I'll be a vet. Mm. I like dogs. Let me not say animals. I love dogs. And when I told her that, she was more happy because, you know, that's like on brand with like a doctor. (laughs) Um, And then I got to a point where I realized vets have to deal with like reptiles and other animals and like (laughs) mice even. And I was like, I'm not doing that. (laughs) But I never shared that with her. I just kind of like went along in life and then... Um, I went to Skylar Middle School, and I was in, like, vocal chorus. You know, they, they have, like, majors at Skylar, so, yeah. like, vocal, dance, and I forget what the other majors were. And I still wanted to be a singer and never said anything. And then I went to the high school of fashion, and she was, like, not upset about it, but she wanted me to transfer to, like, Brooklyn Tech. And I was like, I don't want to go there or Stuyvesant. I'm like, all the kids there are committing suicide. Like, I do not want to go <laughs> there. Yeah. Like, no. Um, and I, I don't even think I passed the, the specialized high school exam. Like, do they still do that? I have no idea. I hope they don't. Like, that's <laughs> so much unnecessary pressure for yeah. public school. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, but when I went to high school of fashion, I feel like that's where I thought I was like, okay, I need I love fashion and I love music. Maybe I should be like a stylist for rappers. Like mm -hmm. that was my thought in high school. Like, okay, I'm gonna style rappers because they can't dress. Mm -hmm. And that's also another debate I have, and I'm gonna ask you after. <laughs> um and then when I got to Howard, I was like, actually I don't wanna be a stylist. Like and then I realized the fashion industry is like weird and I was like, This is not like my passion, but it's something I love. And I love dressing myself and not necessarily other people. So then when I finally got to Howard, I just kind of explored all different lanes. Like while I was in college, I interned at Sirius. I hated it. Um, probably because it was program radio at the time. That yeah. was like 2012. So it wasn't fun. It was like sitting at a computer all day. And then I was at the folk station and she would get upset that I would leave and go to like the hip hop station. <laughs> I'm like, it's only so much music from 1932. Like, what yeah. you want me to do all day? <laughs> um, and I interned at a studio in D.C. And I just was doing, like, a bunch of stuff on campus. Like, anytime we had homecoming, I would try to be involved. And I was in, we had an entertainment organization, too. So I was involved. That was the only organization I ever did at Howard. Mm -hmm. um, I just always tried to be involved in stuff that involved, like, music. Mm -hmm. But I still didn't know what I wanted to do. And then when I took a break... I interned at Epic in the publicity department, mm. and I loved the label life, but I was like, oh, no, publicity is not for me, because <laughs> this was still the time where we had to, like, cut out articles and, like, scan them. Oh, my God. Which is so crazy, because I'm like, we was not that far back in technology. <laughs> yeah. Um, and even, like, a future invite got leaked, and I would never forget, I was the only intern that day, and I had to go through all the emails and, like, ask them, like, who invited you? Mm. And, like, confirm with the person that invited them. It was crazy. Mm. Um, so that's when I knew I wanted to work at a label, and then I went back to school, and only really to finish for my mom, because I could have started working then, but yeah. she was like, you have to go back to school, because she didn't really even understand, like, the concept of interning and working for free. She's like, what does that even mean? Like, yeah. So, um, I went back to school, I finished, I didn't have a job, probably graduated in May, and then I started interning in August. Mm -hmm. So even that, she was like, what the? She was like, what are you doing? And I was just like, I got to a point where I was like, you just just wait on it. Because yeah. once I started interning at Atlantic, I was like, I know this is going to be, like, I was just like, I'm going to bet on myself and work really hard to the point, like, somebody has to hire me. Yeah. And that's kind of when it ended up being, um... I interned, and then I ended up, like, temping in a bunch of different departments. So I got to learn, like, every single department, really. Yeah. And then I got my first position at Asylum doing digital. And then COVID hit. Yeah. And then I kind of questioned my whole life during COVID because I was like, do I even want to work in music? But I'm like, this is not music. Like, sitting in front of a computer all day mm -hmm. was, like, crazy. Like, <laughs> I was really contemplating, like, is this my life? Mm -hmm. But then I had to remember, like, okay. I was really starting in my career, yeah. and everybody's, like, locked inside. Mm -hmm. um, and then I left, because the only department I never worked in was A&R, mm -hmm. and there was a position available at Warner and Oviel for A&R. Um, and I left, and I thought that I wanted to do A&R, mm -hmm. but I realized I didn't because... And that's another thing, like, advice to everyone. Like, if you don't like something, you can always try something else. Mm -hmm. It's like taboo is everybody makes it seem of like switching what you don't like like because you don't want to be unhappy mm -hmm. um 
And the only reason I wanted to get into a is, like, I'm tired of all this fucking trash music. Like, <laughs> I want to be part of people who decides what's getting put out because yeah. I can't do it. But we're also in a stage where it's, like, it's easier to just sign something that's already, like, hot. done yeah. and hot. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I can still, like, do A&R things without having to be an A&R. And it was boxing myself in because I'm very good at marketing and that's, like, what I love. But mm-hmm. once you focus on A&R, like, you can't be like, hey, I want to plan this event, do this. Here's how the photo shoot should go. Yeah. Um, but as a marketer, you can put your input in on, like, A&R stuff. So I was like, you know what? That's the right decision. Um, and then I ended up at Alamo with Juliet. And that's another thing, too. Um, when I attempted for Juliet at Atlantic, she was like, Attempt for her for like almost three or four months. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, I need a job. Like, what are we doing? Because she didn't have an assistant. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm not going to hire you. And I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. She's like, because you're a creative. Like, you're passionate about marketing. And she was running promo at that time. So, mm-hmm. like, radio stuff. And she's like, I'm not going to hire you because you don't want to do radio. And I was so mad. I'm like, oh, my God, I need a job. Like, I don't care about anything else. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy she didn't do that yeah. because I'm like, that actually wasn't my path. Um, but things come full circle because now when I started at Alamo, she's the CEO of Alamo now. Mm. Um, she kind of just put me in a position of like, I'm hiring you here and you can figure out what exactly you're passionate about. And it's such a small company internally. So I was able to learn like all the different departments and um, she supported me every step of the way like and I changed my mind at the last minute too mm-hmm. and it just so happened like at first I was like okay I want to do A&R I want to do A&R I want to do it and she was like okay do it like here's what you need to do and that's also I think mentorship is important yeah. I'm sorry my mind jumps around no, you're good, you're good. with random thoughts all the time <laughs> I, I like in having someone in that position who can really like help you and believe and support you yeah. um, and vouch for you too so I was like okay cool and then I'm, like, learning A&R internally, and I was kind of like, oh, I don't really love this. Like, mm. in my heart, I knew I didn't love it, mm. but I knew why I wanted to do it. And then I sat and really thought, like, over winter break, um, for everybody who doesn't know, like, the labels closed for, like, two weeks in December. And I was like, I have to go into the new year, like, knowing what I want to do. Yeah. And I decided, like, okay, I want to do marketing for that reason of what I said earlier of, like, you can still give your input on A&R stuff. Yeah. And still have, like, complete creative control of everything else. So I was like, okay. And I was just like, oh, my God, I hope she's not going to be mad if I be like, no, I don't want to do this. Because you don't also want to seem like you don't know what you want to do. Yeah. Um, And I told her, and she was supportive. And then one day, Baraline came in with her artist that she signed to Great Day. And me and Baraline, we've known each other since she was an intern at Def Jam and I was at Howard. And, mm-hmm. like... She would have artists come to Howard and, like, link up like that. So we've known each other for a while. And with her starting her first label, I'm just like, oh, this is so exciting. And, like, in my head, I was like, oh, my God, I have to do the marketing. And I literally prayed, and I was like, God, please, like, just figure it out for me. Mm -hmm. So the day she came to the office um, with Sheed, our first artist, we just kind of sat there and came up with a whole plan and stuff. And then... She didn't say anything that day, but I know she had told Julia, like, I want Kiana to do all the marketing. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of happened naturally. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and I'm now I'm like very excited that I made that choice because I'm like, okay, God, I see you. <laughs> um, because even with her, she's been like such an amazing A&R, but she's hands-on with everything. Yeah. And she's also an A&R from the ground up. So she found Sheet on Live and like he didn't have any like viral TikTok moment or like anything on Instagram going. Like he's just pure talent and yeah. she likes to take the time to build things up, which is why I really, really, really respect her. But she doesn't also just stay like in her lane. Like we'll be texting at like 1 a.m. about different ideas or mm -hmm. like goals that we have for him and stuff like that. So... I really, I feel like I got my spark back. Like, I told her that. I was like, for a while, I kind of felt like, oh, is this what I want to do? But, mm -hmm. like, I feel like it was a confirmation of, like, okay, you're in the right place. Mm. Uh, your story is long. <laughs> no, no, it's fun. <laughs> I, I love it. It's the, the, it's, a, it's the type of stuff that people need to hear. Like, yeah. Because well, one thing that interested me, I, I told you I listened to your episode of uh, Not As Crazy, and you mentioned how, like, you don't necessarily network but, oh yeah. But it it sounds like you you're very good at relationship building and people yeah. like really are impressed by you and your work ethic and as a result you've gotten so many opportunities. Mm -hmm. So like getting that first internship at Epic, like how did you how did you go about that? And then that kind of became like a domino effect with everything mm -hmm. moving forward. Yeah, I don't that's a goal of mine this year too to actually network um, because people don't believe like I have social anxiety. Like I'm and and I think that's another reason earlier I mentioned to you guys personally, like I started therapy because yeah. it's like there's something inside of me that's always like scared that somebody's gonna say no. Mm. So I think that's like one of the reasons I don't like reach out or ask for anything because mm. I'm like scared of rejection. Wow. Um, so everything that I've done has literally been, like, by the grace of God. So even with my internship with Epic, when I went for the interview, um, it was Courtney Lowry at the time. Mm -hmm. And he has his own, I think he's at Motown now, but he has his own, like, publicity firm, and he works with, like, DJ Khaled and Travis Scott and, like, all of the big acts in yeah. future. Um, but he went to Hampton. Mm. <laughs> so the first thing he came, he was like, I see on your resume you went to Howard. And I was like, uh -oh. Yeah. <laughs> He was like, well, I went to Hampton. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> and it was just really a conversation, and it wasn't an interview. And he was like, okay, well, can you come in on Monday? And I was like, really? <laughs> He's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I can. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of worked out like that. And then when I got my internship at Atlantic, it was a tweet I saw, and it was kind of like looking for an intern. And I sent my info. And it's so crazy because... They told me at first, like, they would call me the whisper girl because I was so, like, soft-spoken. <laughs> and I was like, that's, like, insane. But even when I got there, I kind of kept my head down and worked. Mm -hmm. And um, my first person that I consider, like, a mentor, which was Marsha St. Hubert, she does the marketing there, it was, like, the first few weeks, you know, she wouldn't say anything. And then, like, I feel like a lot of people in music, I feel like with women, like, you have to really just show how hard you work because yeah. that's what I appreciate now, and I kind of see maybe, like, it makes sense because I'm, like, when I have an intern or, like, notice that an assistant is working really, really hard, that's what matters to me because it's sometimes people will come in and just try to be in everyone's, like, face rather than doing the actual work. Yeah. And a lot of people have the music industry is like, oh, it's like glitz and glamour. Like, no, it's really hard work. Yes. Like, it's yes. a lot of work yes. to be done. Like, a lot of emailing, a lot of communicating, a lot of, like, admin work. Yeah. 
Um, so I feel like, yeah, I didn't, I, and I was shy, so I was scared to speak to anyone. It was my first, like, I feel like when I was at Epic, their offices at the time were very, like, um, like closed off. So in my little section, I didn't really even walk around to network. I just stayed within my little publicity section. In Atlantic, it's like all the offices are, like, you can know where people's offices are. They walk back and forth. So it was, like, intimidating for me at first. Um, but even all the relationships I've built with everyone there was just kind of everyone, like, noticing, like, how hard I work or, like, the ideas I had. So yeah. that's why I think it's really by the grace of God because I didn't, I didn't ever try to, like, even my time there, if I could go back and change it, I would, but I wouldn't because I would go back and, like, try to, like, schedule time to get to know people or, like, try to, you know, learn what everyone does, but I really stayed to myself. Yeah. Which I feel like it was a good and a bad thing because I've learned now to, like, blossom and now I give like my interns that advice because you can tell like when they're nervous and stuff and it's like you just gotta everybody's normal people <laughs> you just yeah. gotta like calm down and just kind of learn yeah um yeah I'm like everything I've done I haven't it's crazy I don't <laughs> network I'm like I don't even know how because I feel crazy <laughs> even here like hey let's go get coffee yeah. and let me pick your rain and you pick mine like I don't even know like I'm very much like I like genuine relationships, mm. and it kind of sucks because I feel like in music a lot of a lot of stuff is not, not genuine. It's very business based. Yeah, and I'm I don't know. I think that's something I have to learn too. Like yeah. because a lot of it, everybody doesn't have to be your friend. But I'm like I always feel like there should be like some kind of genuine connection. Mm. But I don't think that is true in music because I'm like there's a lot of people who do business and it's just business. Yeah. Um. But even, like, with my artists, like, I try to get to know them as, yeah. like, people. Like, I don't want them to feel like, oh, it's just my label. Like, you have to feel like you have a real person. Yeah, absolutely. There, so. Especially these days, like, a lot of young artists and, like, what things that they deal with. Like, I think it's good to know that they have a human being who they can connect mm -hmm. with and, you know, like, a shoulder to lean on rather than just someone who's like, all right, like, record put this song out like yeah. go here tour yeah. here perform here yeah i'm um, like a lot of people in music i'm like do you have a personality <laughs> like who are you like it, so many people are just like work 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 mm -hmm. and i'm i'm just i'm also work life balance girl yeah. too so yeah you, so um, you mentioned that episode like a lot of people in music seem like they were corny growing up and then oh, they yeah. make music their personality trait yeah. and they think it automatically you, makes them tell, cool yeah you, absolutely you can tell like who those people are because they're either one just really like cheesy or mm -hmm. two they use it as like a power trip like yeah and try to like take advantage of other people because of like their positions or who they are yeah instead of just being like a real human being or they mm -hmm. think that that makes them lit but i always tell people like if you take your career and, like, all of your accomplishments f away from you, like, who are you? Exactly. And then if you don't have anybody else, you're literally nobody. Yeah. So, because I'm like, it's so much, we're in such a different age, and I feel like those people are also stuck, like, in, like, back in the daytime. Mm -hmm. Like, you can build your own lane for yourself. Yes. And you also have to be careful how you treat people because the same person you shit on, you might need them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah I, hate, I hate the cornballs. It's something that I've tried to be conscious of. I saw this tweet. It's like if you had to go to a, like, a, like a dinner party and you couldn't say where you worked or what your job is, like how would you introduce yourself to someone? And That is good. For me, I talked about this on the, on the last episode too. Like 
I hate when I'm out at a social event, like a non-music-related social event, and people only want to talk to me about journalism and podcasting. Yeah. It's so annoying. It's draining. I really want to get away from that. Like, yeah. I, like I'm here because I can be, because I don't have to be at work. It's a Saturday night. Like, I just want to chill, mm -hmm. listen to Push and Pee, have some drinks. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to talk about work stuff. But I think a lot of people from the outside looking in think that it is our entire life. Yeah. And it's all we want to do and all we want to talk about. And so I really, I'm really glad you made that point on the show and you're, like, talking about this here because I think a lot of people get into this and lose themselves. Mm -hmm. And... If you like, let's say, like, God forbid, like, someone gets laid off from their job, like, what, you know, who, who are you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> who are you mm -hmm. if you're not that, you know, that AR coordinator anymore? You're not that publicist anymore. You're not that staff writer. And so I'm really trying to, like, compartmentalize my life. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, I, I've worked really hard to get to where I'm at. I love it. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm sure you feel the same about, yeah, you know, where you're at. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, Doctors love being doctors, yeah, and they go home, yeah. Like that's why I'm <laughs> like, and it's unfortunate that music is a business that is like 24 hours. But my my motto is always like, we are not we are not nurses in a hospital. Like, yeah, it doesn't have to be because it can get overwhelming. Like Very. because everybody makes everything seem like an emergency. Yes. <laughs> um, and it gets it, a lot of people get to the point where sometimes they don't even like their jobs anymore. And mm -hmm. I always want to have that sense of like I love being here. I mm -hmm. always remind myself that I want to be here, yeah. and I love it. And I don't. I, I'm not the girl that's like, oh, don't call me after six o'clock, like, because that's not realistic. Like, mm -hmm. it is our lives. But I'm like, if it's a moment where I need a moment, like, I'm gonna take that moment. I'm not yeah. gonna prioritize somebody else's life over mine or Absolutely. like my mental health. Like, I always tell people that like, take a vacation. Like, yes. Take time to yourself, like, because at the end of the day, again, you can work so hard and then you can get fired literally in three seconds and mm -hmm. they're looking for somebody else to replace you. And that's in any job or, like, mm -hmm. anywhere. So I feel like it's always just important to have a sense of self mm -hmm. because I feel like people who don't have a sense of self is just also just caught up in the glitz and glamour because it's like, I love music. I would... I live music like we all do mm. but it's not something like i don't know the same thing like i'm not gonna be out at happy hour i wanted to be like let me talk about <laughs> this, this marketing this. strategy yeah <laughs> like because it's also turned my life has turned into like all of my friends now all of my close friends it's so crazy like i don't have any of my like high school friends anymore like mm. i still keep in contact with like my college friends but like all of my friends now work in music mm. so it's like we don't we don't be having nothing else to talk about but music right. but we'll try mm. um so yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. You've you've worked in, uh, in a variety of roles, a variety of environments at these labels. What do you feel like is the thing that you discovered that you needed to improve on within yourself, within your skill set, and like how did you go about that? Um, one thing I'm still thinking about, definitely networking for mm -hmm. sure. Um. And also, I'm realizing, like, a lot of people know me. So that's also, like, weird for me to, like, walk in a room and people know me. Because mm -hmm. I also be like, don't treat me nice just because you know, like, who I am. <laughs> like, um, or, like, even if I'm, like, walking down the street in Canarsie, like, I've had people come up to me and, like, tell me, like, yo, I'm the best rapper out of Canarsie. I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> I'm just going to the store. Um, wait, give me the question again. Uh, have, something you identified that you needed to improve. That I need to improve, I think, networking and also... My imposter syndrome, for sure. 
because I realize a lot of people don't know what the hell they're doing and they're just winging it every day. And that's yeah. most people, even up to like the CEOs of labels. Like I feel like everybody is still learning, and we're also in a era of still learning because everything is so digital and new. Like so, there's that. Yeah. Um, I still doubt myself a lot internally. That's me being transparent. Like people think I'm like this confident. Badass boss bitch, and I am, <laughs> but there's always that voice in the back of my head like, oh, I'm so nervous for this. Yeah. Um. So just like being confident in trusting myself, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Because it is an intimidating environment of people thinking or like you'll have a perception that everybody knows what they're doing, but we're all figuring it out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's not that serious. I'm like, it's the music industry. Like, we don't have to, like, beat ourselves up or, yeah. like, be crazy. Or, like, I know people who are depressed because they're not, like, where they want to be. And it's like, just take your time. Mm-hmm. Um, lastly, funny question from Kojo. I, so, apparently, <laughs> Eminem was your first favorite rapper. Oh, my God. He's spilling <laughs> my tea. He's like, I spilled this tea myself. Yes. Yes. How do you, uh, I, I want to hear more about that. Like, how So, <laughs> basically, everything, I'm telling y'all, Ma, you cause a lot of trauma, okay? <laughs> but no, um, growing up, my mom only listened to like soca. Mm-hmm. My dad, he did not listen to rap at all. And he used to tell my sister, like, she's never, because my sister was a big hip hop head. Mm-hmm. And, he was like, she's never going to listen to that kind of music. He used to listen to, like, jazz. So a lot of people don't know, like, I love Sade and stuff like that because of him. There was a jazz station I don't remember. I think it's 106.7. Mm-hmm. He always put that on when we were in the car. And then my mom would play soca in the house. I was only allowed to, like, watch Disney Channel and stuff like that. So I only was listening to, like, Cheetah Girls and stuff <laughs> like that growing up. Like, my sister, I don't think they let her play the music in the house because I don't remember hearing it. But when I was in middle school, and I was also very sheltered. Like, my mom, the first time taking public transportation by myself, I was in high school. So, and my dad took the train with me for, like, two weeks because I was shook. (laughs) I'm like, I do not want to get on a train by myself. Um, So, like, on the van, I would have my CD player to go to middle school. But I would just have, like, mad whack music. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go steal one of my sister's CDs. But I had to do it really quick. So... I went in her room and I just grabbed whatever was there and it was the Slim Shady LP. So I had that on repeat for like three months and I was like, this is why they're hiding it for me. This is so great, but it's so bad. Um, but I will debate to people because I'm like, with that, then eventually she found out that I was listening to it, of course. And then like I started, like once I got to high school and I had more control of what I was doing in my life, I started listening to more hip hop, more R&B, um, like B2K, Chris, I was a big Chris Brown fan. Um, rap, I didn't get into for real until I got to Howard, and it was very trap rap. Mm-hmm. And oh no, I'm lying. High school, I was very underground, but that, I feel like everybody was very like Blogger, underground yeah. rapper, like Flatbush Zombies era, like that type of yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Eminem was the first rapper, and I will fight tooth and nail <laughs> about him because it's just like he is a great. Rapper, I went back and listened to it because I was debating with everyone in the office, too. Like, mm-hmm. no, he's a great artist. Yeah. Um, I think the fact that he's white is, like, 
oh, is he only a great rapper because he was white? Like, no. Like, he <laughs> had all, like, the funny stuff, and, yeah. like, he was one of the first rappers to do that. Yeah. But he also had very serious stuff, and he had baby mama drama. I'm like, he was white, but he was, like, you know, <laughs> spicy white. <laughs> um, but, no, yeah, spicy that was, like, my introduction to hip-hop. So mm. I am learning my hip-hop, like, history, history. Because, of course, I know, like, the Jay-Zs and, like, everybody relevant. But then the other day we went to the hip hop exhibit that they have right now. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. And like my friends were like trying to make fun of me, like, "Do you know who this is? Do you know who this is?" Like, because they have like all these pictures, and some people I really didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like getting into learning that because I do appreciate like the art of hip hop yeah. and like the actual history. Yeah. But I always tell people, like, give me some grace because I was not allowed to listen to it. Like, my dad did not listen to Jay-Z. Like, I have friends, like, one of my closest friends is like, my dad was was bumping Jay-Z in the car. I'm like, not mine. He was listening to Sade. <laughs> so Eminem was the first, but that is by fate because I, that's the first album I stole, and I was scared to steal another one because yeah. I'm like, she's going to notice. Yeah, absolutely. So that's my story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> last thing, I want you to shout out some women who have impacted your career positively. Um, <sighs> you know, flowers from Women's History Month. There's so many. Wow. And I'm a girl's girl. <laughs> so my first internship at Atlantic, definitely Tanise and Journey and Marsha and Jamila and Brianna. They started um, The Show Must Be Paused. Ashley at Asylum got me my first real position. Um, Juliet Jones, of course, now. Baraline is super supportive. Siobhan here, of course. Yeah. Her and Ashley keep me sane a lot of days. <laughs> um, yeah. Who else? Oh, my God. I don't want to forget anybody because I feel like it's so many yeah. women. And I love and I love to support. Like It's crazy because one time I spoke on a panel and all the women were like, oh, it's usually men who help me. And I'm like, there's not a man who has helped me in my career to this day. No shade, no tea. Um <laughs> Like, women uplift me. Um, but right now, at this moment, it's definitely, like, Juliet and Bearline. They are super supportive of, like, seeing me win. And I know Juliet gets sick of me telling her, like, one time we went to dinner, and then I sent her, like, a love letter after. Like, I'm so appreciative. <laughs> I, I'm like, she probably thinks I'm crazy. But I'm, like, coming from, like, a first-generation household of, like... Because even when I spoke on a Women's Month panel last year, my mom came, and then she cried and was telling me how proud of me she was. And I was looking at her, like... I want this to be a sweet moment, but I also want you to know, like, remember when you, I'm very much remember when you didn't yeah. believe in me. But like, this is a it was such a I cried too because I'm yeah. like this is such like a big hurdle for us. Yeah. Uh, shout out to my mom because now like even if I quit a job, she's like I know you got this, and I'm like wow, look at you. <laughs> so definitely shout out to her because I feel like I wouldn't be as tough as I am when it comes to like staying resilient if it yeah. wasn't for her. Um, but like with Julia believing me accomplishing everything she's accomplished, like Billboard said she was like one of the most powerful, powerful African American music African American woman in music. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, she doesn't have to like she made it where she has to make it and she doesn't have to pour into me as much as yeah. she does. So I think that's important. Because even though I've accomplished things myself and I have so much more to go, like you always need someone there to be like, yo, you can do this. Yeah. And, like, she's never tough on me, which I love. It's a very gentle, like, because I'm not good with tough love at all. Like, <laughs> it makes me crazy. Um, so I think that's important. And 
I, I definitely want to get to the point where I'm like her one day pouring into like other young women. Absolutely. I try to help women now as much as I can. Because I think even I'm trying to do stuff for Women's Month now. And I'm like, damn, it's only seven of us and the company has 30 people. So yeah. I'm just like, it's just super important um, for women in music. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, Shout thank out you. to all the women. I hope I didn't forget anybody. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. It happens. <laughs> they, 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 they know where your heart is. Yeah. But um, thank you so much for coming through. Thank um, you very inspiring me. story. Love your perspective. Look forward to uh, hearing about your experiences. Listen to more R&B. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I look forward to seeing everything that you uh, accomplish um, moving forward in, in all of your endeavors. But yeah, very inspiring story. Listeners, um, this is an example of where hard work and faith in God can get you. Um, so, yeah. Uh, tell, I don't know if you want to prom promote your social media. Like, yeah, you guys can follow me. Okay. Styles on Instagram. <laughs> That's it. Don't follow me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> incredible, incredible. Well, another fantastic Women's History Month episode. Make sure you follow her. Make sure you follow Stay Busy Pod. Subscribe to YouTube. Subscribe to the Patreon. And most importantly, stay safe, stay humble, and stay busy. Baby girl, baby girl, how you feeling? I've been out in the world, staying busy. Taking time, getting right if you miss me. Man, I've been out in the world.